The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So much suffering. Comparing ourselves particularly to others. So I hope that that uh, you that's clear to you that you have some sense of your of your ego and that it's it's not your absolute self it's not your your big self it's not your awareness that is to blame it's the ego that's to blame this these storylines habitual patterns that you maybe maybe you've been telling yourself variations on the same habitual pattern all your life comes from childhood that's what causes pain and, and you know all blame goes to that and when we when we do that when we see that experience that then we can um, well, first of all, fully recognize it, admit it to ourselves. And then we can try to find some way to work with that, not to get rid of it because, sorry to tell you the bad news, but as far as I know, it's, it's never going to go away. But we can relieve it one finger at a time. We can help ourselves and we can coexist with it. So this is an exploration of the second noble truth. How do you, how do you um, help yourself? How do you find ease? How do you coexist? How do you hold? How do you hold this? This uh, without turning against it, without wanting to destroy it, without working really, really hard to change it, to modify it, to make it better. It's it's there. I think we all know what we all know what I'm talking about. So let's meditate for a few minutes and then we can discuss some of this in our small groups. So, drop into the body. <clears throat> Let the thinking mind drop into the body and 
by doing this, we can calm the mind. When we calm the mind, it's easier, much easier to see the mind. So that's the purpose of what we call shamatha meditation, calming the mind, dropping the mind down into the warm, furry animal of the body, into the feet. into the calves, aware of the calves. Aware of the thighs. And notice when you're aware of the thighs, what happens to the thighs? It's like butter melting into milk. The awareness is warm, melts the lower back the middle back, the upper back, aware of the back, the strong straight back. Aware of the shoulders where we carry a lot of tension. What happens when you're shining the warm sunlight of awareness onto your shoulders, getting into those crevices. Awareness isn't a cold cognitive thing. It's warm, it's alive. Aware of the upper arms. the lower arms, aware of the hands, noticing the vibrations in the hands, in the palms, in the back of the hands, in the thumbs, in the forefinger, middle finger, third finger, baby finger. And if your mind drifts off into some thoughts, usually thoughts about me, Could be kind to it.
I'm aware of you, honey, but we're, we're meditating right now. <laughs> and come back to the body. Is some way to coexist with those stories, with that ego. Being kind to it. Not, I'm the worst meditator in the world, I can't stop thinking. Be kind to it. It's okay, my dear. I see that you're thinking now. Maybe I see you're comparing, judging, whatever you're doing. But I'm meditating right now. Come back to the back of the head. the top of the head, the forehead, and letting this broad, kind, spacious awareness shine its sunlight on your face. Melting the jaw melting the eyes, the forehead, and being aware of the rising and the falling of the breath. Wherever you feel that, don't have to breathe in any certain way. Just let the breath breathe you any way it wants and be aware of it. And if you'd like, at the end of the exhale, Rest there for a few seconds. Maybe take a deep breath in. And at the end of the exhale, release all tension and just rest for And notice, maybe notice some bare, naked awareness there. free of thought or less thought at the end of the exhale. And being aware of your, your tender, sweetheart. Feeling your heart, 
feeling your feeling. And having an altruistic intention can really be helpful. May this meditation not just be for me, not just benefit me, but maybe bring to mind the face of a loved one. May this meditation that I'm doing now be a benefit to, uh, to her or him. May the calm, the perspective, the warmth, the love, the wisdom, whatever I'm experiencing, ripple out and benefit my loved one. Help her, help him. This is bodhicitta. The Dalai Lama's intention is to help all beings everywhere. His prayer that he prays when he wakes up, goes to bed, during the day is as long as space remains, as long as sentient beings remain, may I too remain to dispel the misery of the world. May this precious bodhicitta in you arise where it has not arisen. And where it has arisen, not diminish, but increase further and further. and being aware of the space in front of you. Boundless space. Space has no, no limits, no obstacles. It extends beyond the stars, beyond the galaxies, beyond the solar system. Space to the right of you, boundless, limitless to the left of you. 
We are space. Awareness is like space. You can't see it. But like space, it holds everything. Behind you. Below you. Above you. We are this boundless space, this boundless awareness. We see the objects in space. But this is somehow experiencing what cannot be seen, the awareness itself. The space itself that was never born never dies. You could say space is always here. Everything is changing. Ourselves keep changing. The self you came here with today is So different from maybe the one you woke up with today, certainly from the one that was yesterday and the one that'll, the self that'll be after this meeting. With this broad, spacious, luminous, Sky-like. Warm. Awareness is always here. And now just rest. Don't need to contemplate space or your ego or yourself or anything at all. Just be. Without a shred of strain. without a shred of striving, just completely be yourself. Come home to yourself.
if thoughts arise, if stories arise. They're like butterflies. Insubstantial. You can't even hold on to a thought. So just let it be. Let it come. Remain. And go when it wants. If there are feelings, let them come. Feeling of doubt. Anger. Fear. Hold it. Feel it. It's actually not so bad. Sensations that come and go that are a manifestation of the stories that somehow maybe from our, our habitual patterns, from our karma, arise out of nowhere. Remain out of nowhere, out of, in space. Just hold them with kindness. I see you, honey. I see you're judging again. It's okay. And let it leave on its own. But you never left. You're always here. knowing whatever is happening. You are the knowing that arises from nothing, arises out of space in space. This miracle of being. We don't have to do anything, become anything special. Okay, whenever you're ready, you could slowly open your eyes, look around like you're a baby. Never saw this before. Wow.
So thank you. So there are um, way too many questions about ego. Um, I hope some of you um, can bring them with you to your small group. I certainly can't <laughs> write them in the chat. Um, But, you know, we just discussed this and how do you, what is your ego? What's it like? And, and, and you know, your own particular manifestations. We're safe with each other. You can talk openly about this. And, and what have you learned about how to uh, live with this ego? coexist with it from an absolute sense, no problem, awareness, love, but we live in this relative world. And this, and this ego, I, I think it's to some extent, is a greater or lesser extent, it'll be with us the rest of our days. So how do you You know, we, we can't get enlightened and open our closed fists all at once. Fully realized, awake, but we can open one finger at a time. The third noble truth, there is release. one finger at a time. And um, anyhow, just how, how is this practice? Uh, how do you help yourself? Or if you have, if someone in your group has these questions, that would be a great um, service to us all. And I'm gonna assign you to breakout rooms. How long will we have? 25 minutes. Let's see. Okay, we'll try this and see how it goes. I might, if you disappear from a room and go into another room, don't be offended. It's just, I'm trying to even, I'll be trying to even things out. And I'll, we'll see you in 25 minutes. Have a wonderful discussion. a little bit like Mara though we have to say look ego you know you're here joining me you know um, but 
this is the this is not the path we're going down right now you know a little bit of like that kind of thing was discussed uh, along with just the fact that life can throw some really tough things at us as i was personally happening or as if you're having some other issues or some reasons where you need to take medication with meditation and how to manage that and the the ego uh, is is always going to be there and we can't say oh not there but how can we make it go along with us and have a healthy ego? And I, and I just felt very supported by the two uh, gentlemen that I was with. And I, I really felt that it was what I like to come to these groups for is to just meet and talk with other members. And I found it, I think the three of us all felt pretty good about that talking together and uh, came to some comforting thoughts about how and supportive thoughts about continuing our practices. So that was, and I want to thank, thank you for your wonderful letter. Um, yeah. Really, really thoughtful yeah. for me. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We all have our own, our own roads to, uh, what's, 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 I forget the phrase, but yeah, roads to freedom. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you, Barbara. Can I say something, David? Yes, please. Yeah. I, I, I would, I, it's on your comment, Barb, about David's letter. I've been after this guy for years to write a book. He is such an excellent writer. I want you all to put a lot of pressure on him to write a book and, and sh- share that wisdom with the world. That's all I have to say. <laughs> we have a he, hand up over my, in the my, corner. Uh, he's my true love, so he don't, don't believe anything he says. So yes, Mike, please. <laughs> Someone's on a telephone. There you go. Hi, um, So there was lots of wisdom shared in the group and um, tools in the participants' toolboxes were shared and healthy ways to deal with ego self and were um, discussed. It was very rich, full of wisdom and uh, watered my seeds of happiness. Thank you. You can even be happier, Mike. Good. It's good news. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Jeff, I think you wanted to say something. Uh, actually, Barb uh, said it. We were with Terry in her group, so she actually has given a synopsis of how the group okay. went. And right. I just wanted to add that uh, Vimara uh, one of the other agreements we came to was that in, when the ego begins to denigrate and become extremely negative and hurtful and uh, bring us down and insist that this is a, 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 dis, a road worth despairing, to uh, call those thoughts Mara, which I thought was very nice, uh, the yeah. devil, sort of, and not uh, blame it on something that is intrinsically myself, but to... Uh, Mm. Call the down in the bar. Yeah. And, 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 and you can also, you know, we don't have to have a dualistic relationship with it. We can hold it, just hold it, let it be, hold it with kindness. Um, anyhow, that's my particular road to freedom. Um, just, just feel it, be with it, hold it, and it'll, it'll leave on its own. It'll all, it'll all, like a snake uncoiling. 
itself. It'll leave on its own. Someone else? Gail has her hand up. Oh, good. Gail? Yes, I was going to say I, I uh, agree with Robert that that you should write all, publish all this stuff, David, um, and especially See. this point that you were just making about holding it and and loving it all, loving the whole process of um, of whatever we we see um, that may be uncomfortable, staying with the uh, discomfort is part of what we talked about in our group, um, and and just letting it be there. And I love the idea of just letting it go when it when it's ready. Um, and not, and this all kind of comes in with not identifying with it. It's not who we are. Um, and that's just so much easier in terms of seeing whatever comes up. It, um, I, I noticed that, that a lot of people say, oh, you know, maybe that's my ego, as if they should be afraid of of, of the ego, um, not want to have one. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm, just, with that. I, yeah, I'm noticing how moments when I, I see it, um, may I, maybe I get reactive or something and I really see, um, something like this. It's, it's, um, liberating, you know, it, I, because then I get liberated from having this idea that I should always be this way or that way, it's, it opens into more of a receptivity for whatever is mm. going on in the moment. Yeah. Thank you. There's this lovely meditation instruction uh, about, you know, we're like this and then step back like this, that gesture inside and don't judge and just let whatever happens happen in that field it can be very freeing someone else Jeannie you had some beautiful words yesterday you have anything you'd like to add today you're making myself puff up there no um, Judith was in our group and it was uh Again, rich, very rich, the whole pondering of self or not self versus ego versus, for me, pride comes into it, identity. Um, such a good exercise just to come to our own understanding. Because, you know, in fairness, it's 2,500 years of commentary on what it is. And so <laughs> it's hard to pick which one fits, but... um yeah, I like to look at, I was telling my group, I like to look at where the tangles are in my life. And I can almost always find a self, an identity, something I'm proud of. I used the word, I only thought of it today of like, I noticed puffing up around a self, like, oh, pride, puffing up. And that's kind of a sign <laughs> that there's some identity. And anyway, just a, a teaching that's been helpful to me. It's not the identity, the self it's the clinging to it that creates the difficulty. So 
Yeah. Those are my two cents. Great. And often the puffing up is followed by a, I'm not sure for you, but falling down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more. Deb has her hand up, David. And so does Evelyn. We got two more. Okay, then we'll have two. <clears throat> Um, my group had a very good discussion, and a lot of it's been already covered. So I, I can quickly say that we all had the same difficulties um, that people have spoken about. And one that we kind of had in common was the stories that we tell ourselves, and they we perseverate over them. And... Um, uh, and and then we came to the you know the recognition that the best part about that is that we do recognize them that they come and um, let them go and then um, one of the ways to help let them go was to do loving kindness practices and forgiveness practices whether it's for us or for ourselves for others. So that hadn't been mentioned before, so I thought I would just like bring that up. That's great. We had a we had a nice group, very nice group. Okay, thank you, Eve. Hello. Yeah, we talked also about a lot of things that already have been said, and sometimes it's also hard for me to really get it. Um, bind it all together, what has been said, and I was thinking, like, what what is it really? I mean. It really always comes down for me that um, the most important thing is to be aware, to, to to watch these things that are happening and not to get so identified with it, to mm. step back and look at it. And, and that also um, brings more peace, I find, just to, to mm. come more from a deeper place, anything that happens around me. And, of course, I get lost in it too in the – in whatever, sometimes, especially if it's intense, but through the practice, I always think it it helps me so much to step out of it much quicker than I used to. And then this one where you wrote, um, have you noticed resilience in you, how suffering is ephemeral and does not last long? And I was thinking about that because in my younger years, I actually suffered quite long sometimes. And through practice and getting older, of course, too, I, I don't suffer long. It comes and it goes quickly. And, and I ask myself, even like suffering is not the same like pain. Like suffering is something that I create in my own mind, how I feel about it, how I think about it. And if I make a story out of it, it lasts long. But if I just watch it and I just feel, okay, this feels bad and I feel it, whatever it is, you know, whatever the situation is, it also goes faster. So not looking into it, you know, and so I think it, it leads to like everything, like um, anything, happiness comes and goes, suffering comes and goes. And the more I'm able to watch these things and not be so identified with it, the, the more also it moves on, you know, and new energy come in. And so, so yeah, in a way, it always, for me, it comes always down to it. It's, it's about awareness. It's about who is the one seeing it, you know? And, and so 
sometimes I don't even feel like I can say very much because it's just that, you know. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> thank Beautiful. you. Yeah, there's a, a major study of meditators. Um, and, and one of the conclusions was that a side benefit from meditation, a, a big side benefit is resilience. That meditators are very resilient. I think I think that's uh, what you were talking about. And that's something I think we can experience that, how quickly we snap back. So, okay, time for lunch. <laughs> Not a long lunch, 10-minute lunch. So um, we have... Uh, the uh, wonderful words of Robert Cusick, his wisdom is waiting for you here when you come back. Uh-huh. Um, let's uh, try to come back. It's, it, well, gosh, Robert, it's gone a long time. Oh, this is um, fine. It's been 12, wonderful. 12.30, come back, come back at 12.30 uh, if you can, you know, so because already we're, we're cutting him a bit short. So, okay. You see. And... Instead of a passing state of mind, I'm worried, I'm anxious, I'm angry, I'm whatever now, that becomes a trait. You see? That becomes a trait. trait. So, through heart practices like the Brahma Viharas, people mentioned practicing loving kindness, compassion practices, the practice of empathetic joy and equanimity, we really can learn to, to, if not embrace, we can certainly learn to hold all the feelings that arise in the mind with a quality of kindness. As naturally as you might hold a frightened child, soothing, accepting, knowing that our feelings are just feelings, recognizing them for what they are and not abandoning ourselves, thinking that that's who we are in that moment. When we take the time to notice and investigate experience, we, of course, see that change is completely natural. You see, nobody would deny that. Change is an intrinsic in all phenomena, mental, physical, psychological, psychic, you name it. Understanding that cognitively is one thing, but experiencing it directly is quite another. So our poor little egos get threatened when things shift and change, you know? We, we 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 don't have to hate our egos. The egos are just doing what they're doing. They're trying to protect us. Things shouldn't change. The ego wants to make us feel safe, you see. And faced with the reality of change, the direct experience of change, it can be a little bit unnerving. But eventually, we do learn to meet our own bodily feelings and mental states is less personal, simply a part of what we share in common with each other and truly with the whole of humanity. We really do get to see that all of us are together. 
sharing in this dynamic unfolding mystery that we call life. He'll always will punctuate something that he says like that with, isn't that nice? <laughs> I think that's really nice. Isn't that nice? <laughs> We're all in this together. Really, this is a cause for celebration. Our hearts can open. We're brothers and sisters along with all of our neighbors across the street and around the world. Put simply, everyone wants to be happy and none of us want to suffer. That is true universally. In this essential way, we are the same. Physical feelings or mental states don't define us and they don't belong to us. So I'm going to repeat something I said at the beginning. When we learn to stop just for a moment, to pause and step back, to have a look, we can catch a glimpse of the bigger picture. There's always space surrounding any experience. And it's in this space that we discover this quality of peace. It comes from seeing things as they are, as they really, truly are. And this space is as close as the pause at the end of a long and luxurious exhalation. There's always a pause at the end of an exhalation. Notice that the next time you sit in meditation. In that space, in that pause at the end of the meditation, there's this quality of, of, of freedom, a quality of openness. Just for a moment before we start to think again and so on and so forth, just pause and notice that the next time you sit in the meditation. The changing nature of our life, of our own aging, the loss of remembered physical or mental capacities, or simply the sense of being a little bit off balance because of the shifting sands of our day-to-day -day conditions. See, any one of these can be wake-up calls to us. A stirring that shakes us out of the dream that our physical and mental experience is the gauge and the sum total of our reality. We think what we are seeing or what we're understanding is the sum total of reality. It's not. Our physical and mental experience is colored by desire and aversion and confusion about the true nature of experience. So just a small, tiny taste of knowing and seeing things as they are rather than as we want them to be or prefer them to be or wish they were, stirs the heart. It can bring up in us a sense of urgency. And the word for that in Pali is samvega, this quality to wake up while we still have time. So whenever we investigate and explore the changing impermanent nature of our own direct experience, and follow this path of practice, we grow. We do. We become wiser. We become more resilient. You've all been sharing that. Whenever <clears throat> we do this, we naturally become stronger. We become more resilient. We become less vulnerable to getting caught up in the illusion of a self 
and the suffering that self-referential stories or narratives trigger in us. Faith, trust, and determination then can grow in us as we sense into the realization of our own basic inherent goodness and, dare I say, essential perfection. This really does bless us with a taste of freedom, the immediacy and the potential of truly letting go and truly tasting a a glimpse, a moment of the end of suffering, catching a glimpse of the bigger picture. So take heart, everyone. We're all in this together. (laughs) And it's a wonderful, incredible, dynamic, unfolding experience and journey. So thank you for your attention. And um, I was going to put you into breakout rooms, but we really don't have time. So what I'm going to do instead is just have this be one big breakout room. And the prompt that I was going to give you, and I'm going to give you a moment to just pause and think about it. And if you've got something to write with and write on, you might make a bullet point or two note. But what happens to your own experience of suffering when in a moment you catch a glimpse of the bigger picture? I'm going to repeat that. What happens to your own inner experience of suffering when in a moment you catch a glimpse of the bigger picture? Or anything that might have come up for you. from what I just said or anything from earlier that you were working on in the rooms that you didn't get a chance to talk about. And then I'm going to just open it up to uh, questions and answers or comments and see, see where we go with that. And please... Please don't be shy. We only have a few minutes. So, um, Elaine, good. You're going to kick us off. Thank you. Come off of mute. Got it. Hi. Okay. So, um, I love today's gathering. It was fabulous from both of you. And um, thank you so much for bringing us together like this. It's very rich in my life. And my takeaway today was um, some of it was had a fabulous meetup when we met in groups the first time. And then um, I, I think about my um, working on my acceptance of that thinking is what I do. Thinking is what mm. we do and how to be kind to my thinking. Mm-hmm. Thinking is what we do and how to be kind with your thinking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a truly novel idea, <laughs> and I and I encourage I you to really really investigate that. How to be kind to your own thinking? 
Thinking is not the enemy. Thank God it's not. If it was, we would all be in trouble since we can't stop ourselves from thinking. Okay, I don't know who the telephone person is. Did you? There you go. Thank you. Hi, it's it's Michael on the phone. So, Hi, Michael. Response to your question, you know, sometimes we get these questions and I'm like, huh? But mm-hmm. for this one, I have like great clarity. I find space and freedom... Michael, we lost your sound. You're on. It looks like you're on mute. Come there, you go. That that yeah. that was my answer to the question: space and freedom. Okay, you you find space and freedom. A glimpse of the bigger picture. <laughs> Anyone else? Deb, I have a I have a comment. No, if you see me or not, but um, actually, it happened during our guided meditation from the earlier part, um, mm-hmm. David. That was a lovely meditation. I I, I felt um, very cared for in that, and uh, there has been something that I've been kind of working on, and just about the point when uh, you were saying, you know, you were really going through all of the various parts of the world that were a part of, I just felt the truth of that. And I'd have to say that my body totally relaxed and there was just a very lightness to whatever was in my head. Hmm. <laughs> so um, a relaxation of a of, of feeling of freedom, really. And thank you for the meditation. And Robert, thank you very much for calling on me and and for your teachings today too of course thank you thank you for sharing and someone else was starting to say something when i called on you and i didn't see who it was barb okay and um, i'm just to say that that's a very provocative question for me because i've gone through a period of great suffering and sort of came out of it now through a lot of concerted effort and meditation and this has been very helpful but the fact that I don't know where it went is interesting. I mean, yes, I do feel clarity. I do feel a freedom. And I do feel some peace again. But the idea that I don't know where it meant, went, in a way, says to me that it really was nothing to begin with. Mm. It's not here now. It's not where. It's not anywhere. It's just something. It confirms for me what you're saying. It's mm. nothing. It is made up. Because I don't know where it went. I, I, it's like I and I and I also feel like I, I feel like I'm not going to see it again for now. At least for the, the way I was suffering this time and this particular message. But I hope that I can remember when I get my caught, self caught up again that it really is nothing. It's not there. It's hmm. a kind of a magical thing. I find this practice sort of magical. Somebody said hmm. that in our group today. So thank you for yeah. that. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I'm glad that you're 
your difficulty has <laughs> faded into the rearview mirror. No just, just leave it. Don't, don't go looking for trouble. Just let it go. <laughs> That's the secret. It comes up and it abides and then it goes. And we didn't call it forth, you know. We didn't say, here, come and make me suffer. You see, it just comes and then it goes. And if we hold on to it and we resist it and we deny that we're doing that or not seeing that, that becomes the way we habitually respond because there will be another challenge. There's always another challenge. Everything is changing. Life is dynamic. And we get challenged all the time. So. And as a senior, I should know that by now, but yeah, Yeah, well, that's all right. You're doing a good job. We're all doing the best that we can, which is all that we can do. But the fact that this community exists and that you can share at this level with one another, it's just really a gift. It really is a gift and you can celebrate it and you can appreciate it. I have time for one more comment. We're almost at the top of the hour. Anyone want to say anything? Oh, Donna has her hand up. Hi. Hi. I was wondering, um, can is there a transcript that we can get? I see something on top of my screen. Oh, that's a hand. So we, that we have um, recordings of these events. Okay. So um, you can get, you can find the recording on the IMC website um, under my name, David Cohn, or audio okay. uh, or uh, under Senior Sangha. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, so, Thank you. So all all the meetings are posted there. Thank you so much. So <clears throat> thanks, Donna. So thank you all. It's been a joy, as always, to be with you. Um, I'm going to be uh, away abroad for a couple of months, so um, I won't see you until the fall, but it's I, I will see you when I come back. And uh, the last thing I want to do is uh, one of our people has a birthday, either today or it was yesterday. And is Gail still on or did she leave us? She's there. All right. She's here. Happy birthday, Gail. I just wanted to wish you a really happy birthday. Happy birthday, Gail. Happy birthday, Gail. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you, David. And many more. Yes. Yeah. I want to say 77. 77. You're getting up there. Almost to my range. You're a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. We should uh, uh, dedicate. There's so much merit that we've uh, obtained here. We we can't just keep it for ourselves. We we have to give. We have to give it away. To give it away to our loved ones, our neighbors, um, even difficult ones, to the people in Ukraine, to the people who are suffering from. Sickness, disease, people who are, yeah, suffering from from their ego, from all. Uh, so uh, may all beings everywhere, may may the merit uh, 
of our meeting here today, the, the, the hearts and, and minds that we have opened, uh, that have been manifested here today, may, may through our merit, may all beings everywhere have contentment, peace, happiness, ease, a little bit, one finger at a time. May all beings everywhere be relieved of their suffering and the causes for their suffering. May all beings everywhere experience a joy, a, a well-being that knows no sorrow. And may all beings everywhere abide in equanimity, free from their grasping, free from their aversions. I also want to mention that we, we do this in small groups. So if any of you would like to join a small group, we do it uh, every other week. So just let us know on the IMC website and we will definitely find a place for you. So thank you all for coming. If you'd like to unmute and say goodbye to everybody, please Bye do. everyone. Bye. Bye. Happy birthday to everyone celebrating a birthday this month. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.